This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Hello, badasses. Welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. My name is Jessica. I'm here with my bestie, Laurie. Hey, friends. What's up? And um, we are so excited to be with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us. It truly is an honor. We are so grateful for your presence with us. If you would please... Give us a shout out on social media. Tell your friends, tell your family if anything resonates with you. Like, spread the word. Let's get a world of beautiful, healed people together and um, support each other in each other's journeys. So, on that note, leave us a five star review. Whoop, whoop. Leave a comment. Like us on Instagram at the Badass Ladies Club. On Facebook, we are Badass Ladies One Word Club. Um, we're also in the midst of making reels and TikToks, and it's just going to take us a while to get it out there. But um, it's fine. On it, we're working on it. So um, anyway, thank you so much for joining us. I am so excited for today's topic. Today, we are talking about integrity, and this is a twist on integrity that is new to me. And I'm really excited to talk about it. So the definition of integrity. Technical. Technical definition. Um, Dictionary, the, if people still use it. Yes. Um, the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness, or the state of being whole and undivided, or what you do when no one is looking. Um which I think is all really great definitions of integrity. But today we're going to talk about integrity with authenticity. Well, and I think that integrity is so much based on the circumstance that you're like, you can have integrity to your family. You can have integrity to your job. You can have integrity to a spiritual path or religion, you know, you can have integrity towards lots of things. But this idealized space of integrity that we've been working in recently is this idea of having integrity to yourself, mm -hmm. which isn't talked about a whole lot. I know. Isn't that interesting? Um, Laurie and I recently listened to a, um, I mean, it was a session, I guess you could call it, it some like a sort of a, like, yeah, sort of masterclass with Martha Beck and we had so many God, little so awesome. light bulb moments. I mean, it was just a beautiful, beautiful session. And she talked about integrity as it relates to authenticity. And when you are not being authentic or having integrity with yourself, that you are robbing the world and the people around you of your brilliance and your presence and your vastness of amazingness. And um, 
so many times we do things because we feel like it's the kinder thing to do. Um, specifically, let's talk about like in romantic relationships, like, sure. and you're not feeling it. And sometimes like we hang around and we stick around because we feel like that's the kind thing to do. Oh, I don't want to hurt this person. Oh, which I mean, we've talked about before. I think all leads back to codependency, but we're sure. not talking about codependency today. But that so many times we do things because we feel like it's the kind thing to do. And really, it's just hurting. Kind to who? Right. Right. Who is this kind not to? Not kind to you. Right. Yeah. Because that is totally different. And you're definitely not being kind to yourself if you are not acting out of an authentic integral space. So a few things that Martha did say that like really hit me was that you have this general nature, right? This integrity to being true to yourself. And that if you stay in integrity with yourself and you do things because they authentically feel good and they resonate with you and they're right for you, that sometimes that means that you're abandoning the culture to keep your integrity intact. Mm -hmm. And that when you do that, sometimes the culture punishes you for that, mm -hmm. whatever culture you're talking about. And that could be a culture of humanity. That could be the culture of like your workplace. workplace or your church or whatever, you know, like that operating in integrity with yourself and always doing what's right for you often has consequences, which is why we don't do it. Right which is why we're a little bit more inclined to abandon and sacrifice our own needs in order to be kind or to be accepted into the culture. And that humans are like truly, as far as mammals go, the species that's most likely to die if the culture doesn't accept you and love you as an infant when you're young and like that you have to be in the family culture you have to be accepted by your mother and cared for and nourished or someone right. has to step into that role right in order for you to survive and so we learn very early on that this acceptance is important and it separates us from this idea of authenticity and integrity as soon as expectations are put on us to do something besides just be and mm -hmm. exist. You know, like yeah. newborn babies operate in 100% integrity and authority, yes. right? They don't care if like when somebody picks them up and they don't like the way that that feels or the way that that person feels, they cry. They let you know. And it doesn't matter if they're crying or their resistance from you hurts your feelings or not. Babies operate out of integrity, period, right? Mm-hmm. And then something happens where they get older and they become toddlers and they want to reach for the hot stove. And mom's like, no, 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 we don't touch the stove, right? Like, but baby doesn't know. And she gets in trouble. Mm -hmm. She either gets her hand smacked or she gets the tone of voice or she gets the vibration that I'm not supposed to do the thing, right? And we start really easy, I feel like, with little ones as far as like, I want to keep you out of danger. I want to keep you from getting hurt. So now we're going to put these boundaries on you, right? That mm -hmm. will keep you safe. And oftentimes that bleeds into other things like politeness. Yeah. It's not polite to do this or it's not kind to do that. Or we want to make sure that everybody gets their chance. 
waits our turn, you know, like we want to be a team player. We don't want to let the team down. All of these things gradually, as you get older, you start to learn that it's not enough to just be who you are and do what authentically feels good to you. You start to edit yourself. You start to not act in integrity with who you actually are in order to be accepted, in order to move forward. And then definitely if we get into adulthood, high school, college, and then workplace, just being you is 100% not enough. Mm-hmm. Like you must isolate yourself from your integrity and start to work and indoctrinate into some of these other cultures and become more like the culture in order to be accepted and a part of it, which is kind of the crux of what we're working with in this yeah. episode. Two things on that. First thing, um, it's like the way I've been thinking about it lately is like my dog, mm-hmm. Ruthie. Mm-hmm. Ruthie loves me like she doesn't care, you know, um, if I'm trying to impress or if I'm trying to be polite or kind or keep myself small or keep myself big or keep myself hot or keep myself cold. My dog just loves me as I am. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't matter if I were like the worst human being on the planet. Yeah. She still loves me. Right. And so I think that like, it's important to kind of look at ourselves the way our animals look at us and kind of love ourselves with that same, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, just the same amount of love. Right. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on is that what was really inspiring, but not suggested out of this um, masterclass with Martha Beck is when she talked about the integrity cleanse. Yeah. And I think that Laurie actually did a little bit of this. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe not exactly in the same way. And this just goes to show again, like I know we talk about it a lot, how different Laurie and I are, but So Martha Beck talked about how she went on an integrity cleanse for a year and how her whole um, purpose in doing this was to not tell a single lie for a year. And out of that year, she learned that, um, well, maybe not learned, but she remembered who she was and she completely left her church. Mm -hmm. Um, she was like, oh, I'm gay. Um, (laughs) so her marriage didn't work out so well. So, um, she realized that she didn't love her work. And so Mm -hmm. she decided to become an author, which compared to what she was doing was like pennies to what she, you know what I mean? So she was by the end of this said, I don't recommend doing it all at once like I did, but maybe in small doses. But I do feel like that is a very similar journey to what Laurie here did. And um, which in turn, like, kind of rocked everyone's world around her. And I'm saying this as a testament as your best friend, like it's been like a total honor to witness like your journey and that's inspired me on my journey. And I think everyone around you can say the same thing. And, um, it 
inspires people to live a true, authentic, integral life. And that even when people don't like it, a lot of people don't like it. Yeah, (laughs) I'll be real. Um, I felt that when Martha was talking about that. And she did, I mean, she said several times, like, where you just, like, burn everything to the ground. And I know that I felt that way. Um, Going on an integrity cleanse, which, you know, hers was, I'm not going to tell a lie for a year. Which right. means then you have to be truthful. Mine was, I'm, I'm not, not going to abandon, abandon myself, myself anymore. You know, like, yeah. I will not cut Laurie's throat to keep you comfortable anymore, you know? And so for me, it was where Martha's was like, I have to be true to my word all the time, which I try and do also, you know? Yeah. Mine was like, I have to be true to myself. And so whatever that means for all of the supporting characters in my life, that's what it means. And if me being true to myself means that we can't be friends anymore, I'm willing to accept that, you know? If me being true to myself means it's going to affect our relationship, whatever that was, I'm willing to accept that, you know? Like, that I'm not the one that's going to be uncomfortable in my space anymore, you know? And just learning what it meant to... What's so interesting about Martha's cleanse and my cleanse was I didn't even know what I was going to find. Right. I didn't know but who I, I was think enough. You even, right. I don't, where it differs is, I don't, th- it's not like you said, I'm going to go on an integrity cleanse and this is what I'm trying to find. <laughs> Whereas I feel like that's where she was headed. Right. She like did it more intentionally and knowingly. Yes. Whereas your journey was more like, oh, okay, this is where we are and right. this is what's happening. And this is also like something I think a lot about is that I was 42, I guess, when it all started. Early midlife, right? And that this gets labeled for, it, I think it happens a little later with men. Men, I feel like hit it around 50. Mm-hmm. Women, usually like early to mid 40s, it kind of comes through. Where it's not a midlife crisis. It's really a space of like trying to decide who is it, who who am I, you know, like, right. and who do I want to be? And what does it mean to be in integrity with myself? And that, you know, like I was saying earlier, there are consequences to you operating in authority and integrity with yourself when most of your life you haven't been doing that, you know? Yeah. And are you willing to suffer the consequences. And in this conversation about Martha Beck being like, I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. Um, I would recommend it to the people that that feels good to. Yeah. Like if you are, cause I personally was at a breaking point that there was no gradual process to this, like yeah. doing it gradually would have, um, caused more pain than good, you know, and that I was breaking Right. And the only way to save myself was to eliminate all of the shit that wasn't authentic to Laurie. Right. And my process has been very gradual. And I think I'm still learning how to not abandon myself. You know what I mean? I'm also, what, like nine years older than you are, you know, like, and so there's um, life experience. Life cycles, yeah, that come into play here where, you know. Which we learned on our... um, Shamanic. Shamanic astrology. astrology Yeah, totally. And that... I think one of the hardest things about operating in integrity for yourself and like, is that then you have to decide what that means for you. 
and that other people are probably not going to understand it and that that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that that's also really equally frustrating when you do it because you see like the relief, the freedom, the opportunities in space that it opens up in every area. And then, you know, for me, I was really fortunate that we already had Badass Ladies Club rolling, that I had this like avenue then where I was like, okay, I can share this, you know, like I can work this with other people. I can explore it, you know, because we've got this uh, outlet to do that. But if you don't have the outlet to do that, and I'm sure like people think that you're crazy. And a lot of people still think but that's crazy, what we're you know? here for. Like, yeah, that's like, what we're here for, y'all. That everybody is a little crazy and that we're all operating in our own movie. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is just a supporting character. I don't care who they are. You know, like they're just you're the lead role and you get to decide what that looks like. And that shit's really hard when we live in a world where we're told constantly how we should feel and what's polite and what's right and what's wrong, you know, like mm-hmm. not abandoning yourself is um it's big work. Huge work. She also said that being in integrity with yourself makes other people feel safe with you. Like that they can see and mm. sense and feel the vibration that you are in integrity with you. And then they feel really safe to open up with you. And that is something that I have definitely experienced, yes. you know, that well, because there's this trust mm-hmm. that I'm not questioning your motives. I'm not questioning, you know, um, my vulnerability or my ability to just be in integrity with myself, mm-hmm. because there's some people where, like, I'm trying to like vibe on this like high fre- frequency, you know. But there are some people that, when I feel that low vibe, I'm like, ooh, you can't fake alignment. Yeah, like yeah. it's impossible. Like people can feel it. Like, okay, walls are coming up. I'm feeling that now. And I don't trust where this person is going. It's also what makes you feel really gross when you are like, I mean, you and I are always like looking into coaches and other, you know, like thought leaders and, you know, like, but sometimes I'll get into a space where like, I'll hear somebody shtick, right. Uh And I'll watch the YouTubes and I'll go through their sales pages or whatever. And yeah, like I'll get that vibe of like, "Mm, Mm. I see that you're selling that, but clearly that's like not who you are. Right. And that is also what turned me away from so many teachers and mentors that I've had over the past, you know, is that I would hear what was important to them and where their culture existed, but their vibration did not align with that or their behaviors or their actions or the ways that they impressed, you know, their authority on other people and manipulated and used that, um, what should have been a safe space. Mm, I think you and I know a few for their own good. Right. (laughs) And that that is something that you don't see it until you see it one day. Yeah. And then oh, even after God, you see yeah. it, you have oh. to be willing to admit to yourself that that's really where you are and what you see mm-hmm. and then separate yourself from this space because you're being true to your own integrity. Right. And that shit is the work and it is hard because it's confusing out there when somebody is offering up a way of looking at things and you're like, yeah, that sounds nice. You know, like I can get into that. But how does it feel in your body? 
and looking back over the course of the last 15 years of my life, there were lots of red flags about people that I was hooking up my wagon to that shit did not feel right. Yeah. And I did not listen to myself and I was not in integrity with where I was going and I ignored it and I moved forward anyway and I burnt a lot of time and I did a lot of damage just not trusting myself. Like when you, when somebody lies to you and like the trust is broken and you're like, okay, it's going to take me a long time to trust you again. Like I had that with myself. Mm -hmm. I still have that with myself, you know, like (laughs) that learning to trust yourself after you've ignored shit for so long and not operated in integrity with who you actually are. Like it's, you have to repair that relationship with you. I mean, yes, there, I'm, I feel like I've almost done a 180, you know, um, maybe not quite, but, um, yeah, there's definitely this moment of like, who am I? Mm -hmm. What do I even like? Yeah. Because for so long I've been thinking that I like one thing, but because I told myself I like that one thing or this one person or this one um, way of thinking or this one, whatever it is that um, when I strip away everything and if I'm really being authentically me and living in integrity with myself, do I even really like that? And if I don't, then who am I? It's just like this spiral, but it is the work and it's so important. And might I add kind of fun, really fun to rediscover yourself. There's so many opportunities and options. Like you can literally go in either direction, you know, it's cool. Yeah. Giving yourself the permission. Yeah. To just like explore and be like, well, maybe I don't like this thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe I do. Let's go down this avenue and see, because I never used to give myself permission to do that because this was the way life was. And this is how I do it. And this is my creature of habit. And this is what I do. And this is my monkey brain and this. And I give my power away to other people to tell me what I think and feel and believe, you know, like, and that's really what the whole thing is about is you take your power back. But when you take it back, you're like, well, I don't even know if this is what's what, you know, like it reminds me of, um, you know, there's this thing that happens to people that suffer domestic violence. And really, it's a lot of trauma triggers, not just domestic violence, but that one specifically, that when they leave the violent home and they get to a safe space, whether that's a shelter or that's a family member's house or whatever it is, that you don't have any identity. Like when you've been in this space where somebody else has been controlling you in that way and I know you and I both have felt that you know like Mm -hmm. in the past really hyper controlled and instead of like standing up for ourselves in that situation we just like went with it right right that then when you get out of that abusive space you don't know yourself because somebody else has been telling you who you are this whole time and you've been believing them and accepting it and playing that role and so the more you separate yourself from that role um, that you'll talk to domestic violence survivors and like ask them what their favorite color is. They don't know. 
Mm. You know, like that something as simple as your favorite color, like that would mean you had your own identity. That would mean you knew, you know, and that it takes time and space to get to know yourself on the other side of this trauma. And that sometimes that's a really different person than how you went into it, you know, and identifying that room and space and being like, I don't know, do I like yellow? Do I like green? Which one do I even like better? You know, like, and I have that big time with, um, like, I don't have a dress code anymore. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm still sitting here wearing black leggings and a big black t-shirt because like, I just, I don't know what color I want to wear. And sometimes I buy clothes that I'm like, does this look like me? I don't know if it looks like me. I'm going to wear it around for a while and try and see, you know, like that, When you're shifting into your next stage of healing, whatever it is that you're healing from, you've got to ground into this identity of who you are and what it even means to be in integrity with yourself. Like, it's okay if you just don't know. Mm -hmm. And the only way you do know is to just try things and ask yourself, how does it feel? Yeah. But to circle back to so many episodes in the past, sometimes we're so good at not feeling anything. And disassociating and being like, okay, so I feel nothing, that the idea of leaning into something and feeling what it feels like seems scary, seems dangerous, seems like it's going to hurt, you know, and that you've got to give yourself permission to feel good or bad to decide if that's in integrity with you or not. Yeah. um, And I think that also being authentic and living with integrity and we've done an episode on this before circles back to the four agreements Mm, specifically being impeccable with your word because being impeccable with your word just isn't about what you say about other people Mm -hmm. or other situations. It's about what you say about yourself. Yeah. Um, like your own inner dialogue and your own self-talk. Um, that like impeccable is another word that I think like rolls right into this like integrity, authentic right. conversation. And um it could be something as simple as, you know, and I say it all the time, I'm an idiot. I'm such a dumbass, yeah. you know, that that's that's not true, mm-hmm. you know. Um and yeah, I mean the four agreements, guys, if you didn't listen to that episode or if you're not familiar, like you want to live a life of integrity? Yeah. Get the audiobook, <laughs> read the book, buy the oracle cards, right. like anything. Uh, I mean, Don Miguel Ruiz, who's the guy who wrote that book, has an Instagram account now called The Wisdom of the Shamans. I'm pretty sure it's one of his books, too, that I haven't read, but it will blow your mind on integrity so on the daily. Good. It's really good. Really, really good. Um, back to Martha Beck. Mm-hmm. She also, and you know, we've done an episode on imposter syndrome, but she was oh talking God, a lot yes. about um, that you feel like an imposter sometimes because you're playing a role that's not actually you. Mm-hmm. That of course you feel like an imposter because you're so tired of playing this character that you've made up, this avatar that's not who you really are. It's just who you want people to believe you are. And that that is so rampant in all industries. I think about like work culture specifically where like Laurie Wallace had to be a certain way in order to recruit and retain and, you know, like build teams. And that there were lots of alter egos that had to stand on a house of cards in order to 
project what it needed to look like on the outside in order to keep things moving forward. Yeah. And that that it's felt like, impostery. Don't look over here. Don't look over here. Don't look over here. The great look powerful laws. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> deflection and distraction. Like don't peek behind the curtain. Right. This is this is how it is over here. Don't look over there. Right. But Imposter. after a while, that stuff starts to rot from the inside out. And it's what will disconnect you from your integrity until you don't know who you are, you know, and you do have to reconnect to that. So I guess what I'm getting at is like coming back into integrity with yourself and deciding what that looks like and what that means is not like an overnight, oh, now I'm operating in integrity with me. It is a long, arduous process sometimes. And it probably might not ever end. Like it's one of those things that'll just be a lifelong adventure is to figure out oh, well, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't vibrate. I don't want to do this. Why don't I want to do it? Yeah. What about it is not an integrity with me? And a lot of times that will bring up, well, then I would have to disappoint somebody or this would hurt their feelings or I committed to this and now I don't want to do this anymore. You know, right. and that all of those things, like are you going to stay in integrity to your commitment or are you going to stay integrity to yourself? And that's what I mean by, and what Martha Beck means by, like, sometimes operating in integrity has consequences. And the people that are on your path that are in it for your best interest are people who will honor and love and respect the fact that you have a boundary and you've made a decision and that you're going to operate in integrity with yourself instead of, what I committed to or what you need me to do or whatever the deal is. Right. Mm -hmm. And so many of us are not willing to go there and do that. And I'm saying like, I still have, I still struggle with it. Yes. Oh God. Yes. And it gets easier and easier. The more I say no. Yeah. Saying no is really hard. Yeah. It was hard three days ago. You wanted me to watch Ruthie. Oh, And I wanted to, but I actually couldn't, you know, you couldn't, but just saying no to you, even though I knew that you would figure it out and there are other people that want to watch Ruthie and it's fine, you know, (laughs) like that I was really struggling with the no. Yeah. And I was laughing because when I poloed you, like I said, no. And then I told you all the reasons why I couldn't. And then when I got done, I was like, I didn't really need to tell her any reason why I couldn't. I could have just said no, you know, (laughs) and that. Jessica loves me whether I watch the dog or I don't watch the dog, you know, and that it's not, but like in my space, I had that, oh, you know, and that, so that's a situation where it was really, it was totally a last minute. Yeah. (laughs) So obviously it would have made sense if I had said no. It would have made sense if you said no anyway. And that it wasn't like this big thing about operating in integrity for Laurie and not abandoning myself, you know, like it wasn't that heavy. It was just (laughs) watching a dog for the weekend. And still I was like, yeah, how's that? You know, in that we all have that thing where like having a boundary and saying no or saying yes to something that might confuse people. There's lots of shit I've said yes to this last several months that people are like, you're going to do what? Really? Yeah. And that that is equally scary, you know? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's always a process, but it always feels good. Yeah. I saw something online recently that said, um, oh, I hope I quote this right. But it said something like, if someone crosses a boundary, you don't move the boundary, you move the person. person. Yes. And I was like, damn. Yeah. That's really good. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use that. Yeah. You know, that, and that is like, I think a huge part of operating out of integrity. 
Um, the boundary is the boundary. And that like, we use a lot of excuses for things that are worth sacrificing our integrity for, mm-hmm. for the good of fill in the blank. Right. For the good of the business, for the good of the children, for the good of the planet, for the good of the what, you know, like whatever it is, we have lots of reasons why we won't operate in integrity with ourselves for the benefit of something else. Until we get to this, like, um, another thing, God, Martha Beck, badass, (laughs) total badass, where she said enlightenment tastes like freedom. Yes. I I mean, for real, because all of these things are like, no, I can't because of this. No, I can't because like, that's not freedom. That's bondage. You know, like that is control. That is chains. That is all the reasons why not. But when you get to this space of like wholeness. That tastes like freedom. Mm-hmm. And that tastes like everything being on the table. And everyone, when you say, yeah, I, I can't do that, then being like, good for you. Like, awesome, you can't do that. Like, that is a different space to operate in. But you don't operate in spaces like that without having the boundaries. Right. And without pushing out the people who aren't in it for you to operate in your own integrity, you know? And that sometimes that means that's not what's best for me. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. And I want that for you because I don't want to have people in my life that aren't aligned with the integrity of what they need to do. Like, I might want Aubrey to go do Easter egg hunts with me and the, you know, little ones on Easter, but he wants to go ride his bike. He's going to operate in integrity to him. You know, like, I want him to do that. I wanted him to go Easter egg hunt too, but like, that's okay with me that he's going to operate in integrity with himself. I need him to do that for him, you know, and he needs him to do that for him. And it's totally cool if that bounces up against my expectation, you know, Mm -hmm. of what I thought might be cool. And that these nuances and things are things that we hold space and allow space for people in our lives to do, even when it doesn't fit in with the narrative of what we want them to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, on the note of my last minute decisions affecting everyone around me this weekend, um, I, yeah, I decided to go to Kansas city for a hair thing last minute, like literally last minute, 48 hours before my flight, I was like, I'm going to buy a plane ticket. Oh guys. And that flight, that's a whole other story. Anyway. Um, when Laurie said she couldn't watch the dog, I reached out to our friend, Julie Murphy, Julie and her husband just lost their dog. Oh yes. And, and I told her this, that you did it for me. When I lost Delilah, you loaned Martini to me because Martini was extremely intuitive and she was a cuddle puppy and she knew exactly what people needed. And I think that Ruthie is the same way. Is that where she went? Was to Julie? Okay. She didn't go to Julie, but I offered, Okay, I told Julie, I was like, I'm going to offer this to you because Laurie offered it to me and it was so healing. Do you want Ruthie for the weekend? You know, because you just lost your baby, you know? And, um, she was like, Oh my God. Yes. But I just got out of oral surgery and we're having company this weekend. And wait, if we do this, like she was trying to figure out every which way. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hold on. You just got out of surgery. One, are you okay? Yeah. She's like, I'm loopy, but I'm fine. I was like, okay, so you're altered. Yeah. Um, 
and you're having house guests when she was like Sunday. I was like, got the best weekend. It's okay. Yeah. She, no, no, no. Really, we can we can make it work. And I was like, Julie, it's mm-hmm. cool. I'm gonna be traveling more. Like it's mm-hmm. really okay. Right. She was like, okay, please ask me next time because yeah. I love that dog. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. that it it was. I could feel this energy of like, no, 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 no. I can make make it work work for you. And I'm like, this does not hurt my feelings. Like I have 500 other people that loves that freaking dog that I'm sure will take her no matter Mm -hmm. what, you know, like I just, and that is okay to kind of like sense a situation when people, when you're feeling people trying to like overexert themselves, Mm. it's like, Okay, so now I have a boundary. I know I'm the one who asked you to keep my dog, but now I'm going to say I'm already feeling the energy from this, and I don't think that this is a good idea. Well, and that that is, um, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. Thank you. Like, if it's not a, and that's kind of where it went for something as simple as keeping the dog, you know? Because I did the same thing Julie did, where I was like, I mean, I could make it work. I could do that. And then I was like, no. No, I can't. Yeah. Like, I won't. This is not. And so I, like Julie and like you, am really good at making things work when they need to. Oh, yes. But if it's not a fuck yes, like full bodied, every cell in my being, this is absolutely one million percent the direction I want to go. The answer is no. Mm-hmm. So it's not can you make it work? Is it a fuck yes? And if it's not. Then and it's, it's a, a fuck, fuck no. no. And I love this, yeah, yeah, like estimation of how to make decisions that are in integrity with where you are. Because to our point, sometimes when you don't have a lot of practice, you don't know the answer, you know? Like, and you are taking so many other people's considerations into things before you're like really grounding into what you need to do to operate in integrity. So, yeah, all of it. I love it. Is that integrity? I mean, what else do we have? I mean, I could talk about Martha Beck's situation all oh day. Oh my god. Every day, but she's so um, good. So one thing, two things. At the end of that masterclass, one of the activities that came up were like just think about yesterday. Just yesterday alone. Okay. Not your whole life. Okay. Like just okay. one day. Just yesterday. Where yesterday did you not tell the truth 100%? Like either you didn't deliver all the information somewhere because you thought it might be harmful or you didn't tell yourself the truth, which is always the hardest one for me. You know, like where was I not 100% honest with myself about how I was feeling, about what I was doing, about where I was, and that that is an integrity practice. Okay. Yeah, that's really or like if I am hanging out with somebody and it was kind of awkward or weird and then my hangouts over, I'm like, okay, so where in that hangout was I not being 100 percent truthful with them, with me, with the whole situation? What did I deflect? What did I put in the backseat, you know, and really digging into the truth of because sometimes we're not lying. We're just not telling the whole truth. Right. We're not delivering the full We're omitting. Right. In order to insulate and protect feelings or um, maybe we're getting something out of that, you know, like interaction. And if we told the whole truth, maybe we wouldn't get it, you know, like. And so that 
integrity practice I thought was huge of just look at yesterday and journal on all of the things that you didn't tell the hundred percent truth with and why. Mm-hmm. And that might be to others, but that also just might be to you, you know? And I find times where like I lie to myself a lot to make myself feel better about a certain situation where when I dig into it, I could have been more truthful with myself. I could have looked at things, you know, like with a little bit more integrity. And then the other thing that came up from that masterclass was like people that you're like super pissed at, angry, rageful, ruined my life, whatever. You get a piece of paper and you write, I mean, like let them have it. Say all the horrible, nasty things that you need to get off your chest and let them know all the things that they're doing wrong and why they're such a bad person and all of it. And then cross their name out and put your name on it and read it again. And when I first heard her say that, I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm into that. You know, like not because I didn't believe it, but just because um, I didn't think it would work when I put my own name on it. I was like, I don't think it'll mean what I think she thinks it means. But I tried it anyway. And holy damn, did it mean everything that I need. Like it. Um, okay, well, then you and I are going to talk about this later. It's at lunch. <laughs> freaking intense because you let it go and well, you realize. And that, I would like, I would imagine that. OK, so a person popped into my head uh-huh. if, and I remember her talking about this. So when I thought, OK, so I haven't done that. But when I thought. If I'm going to do that, who would I write the letter to? Mm-hmm. What would it say? So I've like already like brainchild this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I have the person in my head. I have what I would say um, that how I felt like, okay, what would it feel like if I crossed out their name and put my own? I think that I would feel compassion in like a way of like, Maybe they were just operating out of this space that I don't understand. Like, so I'm just curious as to like what came up for you. I mean, the first thing that came up for me is that I can't be really angry or upset with somebody unless I see myself in the things that they did wrong to me, you know, like, um, and so that I know it can be like a total mirror. It, it is like a hundred percent mirror and that, that my visceral reaction to the wrong that was done to me. Right. You're like, shit, I've done that to someone else. Yeah. I've, yeah. and I also start to see my role in what happened too, you know, like, and so, and we've talked about this in codependency and so like that oftentimes it, we are the ones that are setting up the framework that puts us in a situation that makes somebody feel like they can do something that's not in alignment with who we are. Right. Or You're like, take advantage of, Now you know, I can like, look at this from my side of the street. Right. Yeah. And say like, oh, I did have a role in this situation like that. And it's, so it's not really like a blame thing, but the compassion piece is huge too, because then you start to see, it, it's not something you haven't heard before, that hurt people hurt people. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, when people are behaving in ways that are affecting me in a way that I feel like is traumatizing or emotionally abusive or that they just weren't thinking about my, you know, like circumstances and the whole thing that in actuality, like I said, we're all one. 
we're all interconnected and that there's no way I could isolate or see these things in somebody else if it didn't exist in me mm-hmm. too. And so that activity where you cross their name out and cause like what makes it work is that you really go there as far yeah. as being pissed. Right. And you say all the nasty things that you probably couldn't say to their face, you know, right. and <laughs> that you really get into the feeling and the emotion of it. And even when I crossed out their name and put my name on it, like it didn't have the effect on me until I read it out loud to myself. Laurie, you did fill in the blank and it made me feel like this. And it did, you know, like, and when I read it to myself, like it was opening up these places where I was like, ooh, yeah, I wasn't willing to look at that before. But I see that now. Yeah. And it's not, um, it doesn't make what happened better. And it doesn't justify anything. No. But what it does is it allows me an awareness where I can start to take my own power back and not be so subjected to what happened to me, for me, however you want to look at it. You know, like, um, because that's a healing process for everybody is like, when are you going to stop being angry? And when are you going to claim this power that back that you've been draining yourself with the anger and the resentment and start to move through it so you can see to the other side of it? And that that integrity practice, I was like, I'll do it for the rest of my life now, you know, like to help me process the anger. Yeah. Yeah. Integrity is a bitch, man. It's not easy. It's so hard and beautiful and magical and traumatizing Mm -hmm. and all the things um and I guess I would just like to end here like out of all these definitions of integrity this idea of like integrity is what happens or what you do when nobody's watching on the backside of integrity I feel like it's kind of manipulative Mm -hmm. you know like um that it is like, obviously, what you do when nobody's watching is who you are. Or it's just another behavior that's set up because you think you're being watched, right? So then you are, it's like a control mechanism, right? right. And that's not integrity. That's manipulation. Mm-hmm. And that integrity is that at every given moment, whether you're alone or you're being watched or you're with people or wherever you are that you can drop into your body and say how does this feel to me right now and how do I want to move forward and that's integrity Mm -hmm. and that's okay if you change your behavior or your mind every 10 seconds like integrity is not doing the same thing over and over again because you're supposed to that's actually the opposite of integrity that's insanity it's insanity (laughs) Integrity is, can you drop into your body and decide how this feels and decide how you're going to move forward based on what's good for you? Mm-hmm. It's the way. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. If this resonated with you at all, please interact with us. Send us a DM at the Badass Ladies Club on Instagram. That's probably the easiest way to reach us. Or if you know us personally, you can always reach out and text us um there's a million ways to get a hold it's a million there's ways. no lack of communication yeah in this world. <laughs> um thank you so much for joining us today start living you know take this in small bites just like laurie said just look at your day yesterday where can i or where wasn't i 
living in integrity. How can I change that today? And maybe consider an integrity cleanse for yourself. You got this. We believe in you. We love you. Thanks, guys. Bye.